And I'm Dan Friedel. This is VOA News. I'm Tommy McNeil. Navalny, Russian opposition leader, Navalny family and supporters laid the opposition leader to rest after his death in prison. AP correspondent Karen Shamas. Hundreds of mourners lined up behind control barriers outside of the church, many holding red flowers. On live-streamed footage, the crowd applauded and chanted his name as his coffin was taken out of the vehicle as it arrived at the church. Many came from around Russia to say their goodbyes. Mourner Nadezhda Ivanova, who came from Kaliningrad for the event, told the AP, Alexei, for everyone who's here today and for many who did not dare to come here, is a person who not only gave his life in the fight for something, but who gave his life in the fight for us. His supporters say several churches in Moscow refused used to hold the service before Navalny's team got permission from one in the capital's Marino district. I'm Karen Shamas. Ukrainian forces battling Russian efforts to advance to the city of Bakhmut said that they are facing constant attacks from Moscow troops. VOA's Rick Pantaleo with more. Soldiers at the 17th Separate Tank Brigade's position said they have been experiencing a large Russian push over the last three weeks. This is Dmitro, commander of the tank company. You can really feel it. The density of fire is higher. When we can make 10 shots, they can make 50. They have an advantage over us in ammunition. It's undeniable. And also there is an advantage in manpower on the other side. Though Russia's gains have been small, slow, and costly, Ukraine does not have enough reservists and has a severe shortage of artillery shells since the supply of military aid from its Western partners has declined. Rick Pantaleo, VOA News. The head of a Gaza hospital where some of the wounded from bloodshed surrounding an aid convoy were taken to says more than 80% had been struck by a gunfire. This is VOA News. Iranians voted for a new parliament Friday in an election seen as a test of the clerical establishment's legitimacy. Frustration continues to grow over economic woes and restrictions on political and social freedom. Details from Reuters, Lucy Fielder. Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei casts his vote, the first to do so in all Iran. He has called it a religious duty. Iran's rulers need a high turnout to repair their legitimacy, damaged by the unrest. Which is why Iranian activists and opposition groups are discouraging voters, distributing the hashtags VoteNoVote and ElectionCircus widely on social media. Imprisoned Nobel Peace Prize laureate Nargis Mohammadi, a women's rights advocate, has called the election a sham. Hardliners have dominated Iran's parliament for more than two decades. It wields little influence since Khamenei determines issues like foreign policy and the row with the West. That is Reuters' Lucy Fielder reporting. The United Nations Human Rights Chief Volker Turk Friday said that the apparent deliberate denial of safe access for humanitarian agencies within war-torn Sudan could amount to a war crime. I call again on the warring parties to meet their legal obligations by opening humanitarian corridors without delay before more lives are lost. Sudan's paramilitary rapid support forces has been fighting Sudan's army for control of the country since April of 2023. Millions of people in Sudan's Darfur region are at risk of dying of hunger after a decision by the Sudanese government to prohibit aid deliveries through Chad, an advocacy group for internally displaced people, making that comment on Tuesday.
U.S. health officials say that Americans with COVID-19 no longer need to stay in isolation for five days. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention changed its long-standing guidance on Friday. People can return to work or regular activities if their symptoms are mild and improving, and it's been a day since they've had a fever. COVID-19 is no longer the public health menace it was once. And most people have some degree of immunity from vaccinations or infections. And some experts note that many people are not following the five-day isolation guidance anyway. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says there will be a state funeral for former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney, though no date has been set. Mulroney, who forged close ties with two U.S. Republican presidents, died Thursday at the age of 84. I'm Tommy McNeil, VOA News.